dives in for the touchdown. Did he get it? Yes, sure he did. Touchdown to Detroit Lions. You're listening to the One Podcast. Welcome to the One Podcast. I'm Tori Petri from DetroitLions.com and your host for this official Lions podcast. We are now on episode 14 of the podcast. I feel like we've covered so many different things from off the field topics with players to on the field topics to interviews with analysts and everything in between. So we thank you guys so much for listening each and every week to the podcast. Right now, the Lions are transitioning out of their training camp schedule. We kind of brought you three weeks of training camp editions of the podcast. Uh, They're kind of getting into their regular season schedule this week. So things are shifting around here at Allen Park. But We still have some camp interviews to share with you guys. Last week, the Lions had joint practice with the Giants, so there was a lot going on here. We happen to get a couple of interviews that I think you guys will still be interested in as uh, the schedule begins to transition. These two interviews kind of cover both on the field and off the field. So this first interview you're going to hear is from Sirius XM Radio. These guys were in town for their show, uh, Gil Brandt and Alex Marvez. They do a show on Sirius XM Radio, and they come into town for Lions Camp just about every year. So I caught up with them while they were in town. You may recognize Gil Brandt. He's a longtime Cowboys personnel guy, and Alex Marvez is a fellow Florida Gator. So I'm sure you'll enjoy hearing from him, right? They share their thoughts on the team, covering everything from Matthew Stafford to Matt Patricia's defense. So I think you'll enjoy this deep dive into who the Lions could be this year in their eyes. Then we have a short little fun off the field interview for you. Now with training camp, a lot of times there are celebrity guests that come in town to watch practices. But one of my favorite things is when other Detroit sports athletes come into town. And we had that this training camp with several Tigers players visiting for those joint practices with the Giants. You might have seen a video on DetroitLions.com. I caught up with catcher James McCann while they were here. But we also had closer Shane Greenhop on the podcast with us who happens to co-host a podcast himself. So I'd consider him a pretty worthy podcast guest. I think you'll enjoy this quick little interview with him as well as our in-depth interview with Gil Brandt and Alex Marvez from SiriusXM NFL Radio. Enjoy these guys. Are you ready for it? Taylor Swift brings her reputation stadium tour with special guests Camila Cabello and Charlie XCX to Ford Field on Tuesday, August 28th. Tickets are available online at Ticketmaster.com or by phone at 800-745-3000. Hanging out here at Lions Camp, and as usual, we have guests in town to uh, talk to players, come do uh, shows for radio and for TV, and this week, uh, hanging out here at Lions Camp are Alex Marvez and Gil Brandt from SiriusXM NFL Radio. They're out here uh, doing their show from Lions Camp, and we're catching up with them a little bit uh, while they are here. So, gentlemen, how are you doing? We are doing good, and we always save the best for last. (laughs) We've been 21 days on the road at... Uh, 11 plus uh, NFL teams uh, but it's always our joy to finish up here not because it's the last team because what we see is so good and the way the team takes care of us listen and and it is interesting to get that sort of new vibe here a little bit and yes I know Bob Quinn was GM before but with Matt Patricia being here you could tell it's a new time for this team you could tell it from our conversations with the players with the whole attitude and the whole approach of this franchise, and I think there's a lot to like here in the Motor City. Well, let's dive into that. And you guys have gotten to sit down with some players uh, this week while you've been here. Uh, you've talked to a whole long list of them. You say you feel like you feel a different vibe. What ge- what gives you that sense? What about those conversations? Well, you know, I think it all starts with the quarterback. And and uh, you know, if you're going to be successful in this league, you have to be have a good quarterback. 
And I, and I think that in Matt Stafford, you have that. You know, here's a guy since 2014, has more fourth quarter comebacks, 20, than anyone else in football. The next highest is 14. Uh, and, and I think anytime you have a situation like that, you kind of feed off the quarterback. And uh, as far as I'm concerned, uh, we're feeding off the quarterback. You know, you can tell, too, guys are still feeling their way a little bit with Matt Patricia. You know, there's, I think, a little sensitivity about how much they want to share, and I can understand that, you know, the, the Patriot way, so to speak. You know, you don't get a lot of specifics when you talk to guys about different systems and things like this. But we did glean from Bob Quinn. What, what struck me as interesting is how, you know, it's not 4-3, four, 3-4 three, three, four base defense, things like that. that right. That's not the big deal. It's the interchangeable parts that he wants to build on this team and maybe you know just one player has one skill set and that'll come in handy versus this team and then another player has another skill set and trying to you know build a team around that for some it's easy to say oh well they're looking for this type of personnel and you know where you know they're going to fit in a certain way like a Tampa 2 type defense not the case here and I still think that this roster is going to get churned over you know over the next couple seasons as, as Matt puts his fingerprints on it as players contracts come up but I think they're off to a good start and what I can definitely go and I can vote tell is there a but there's a major buy-in here when it comes to the, the uh, when it comes to the Detroit Lions and, and Matt Patricia guys are believing in what it is that he's saying you could tell that right off the bat and listen it doesn't doesn't always go like that new coach comes in sometimes sure. they can tune him out but I think these guys definitely are in lockstep with their HC Gil, you talked about building around Matthew Stafford and how you have that kind of a core piece in place already that, you know, you don't have to worry about who your quarterback is. But he also has a returning offensive coordinator. How much does that help transitioning to a new coach when you have a returning offensive coordinator working with your entrenched quarterback? Well, we talked to Matt yesterday and, and talked to the wide receivers yesterday. And, you know, the numbering system, the, the terminology is the same. And I think that the biggest thing that they're trying to do here uh, is be able to run the ball better than they have in the past so that Matt doesn't have to throw the ball 65% of the time. Sure. Uh, but I, I, I think one thing, getting a little bit away from the football from, for a second, is what the Lions organization did as an example yesterday. Uh, they had a day for the football uh, people that are season ticket holders. And very unique. Walk in and get a nice T-shirt, Donuts. Have, donuts, very important. <laughs> donuts are at the top of the list for me anyway. <laughs> Same. And, and, and uh, you know, deep snapping for little kids and trying to make the, whatever you call it, go up uh, by hitting yeah, the... Yeah, the strongman competition. Yeah, the strongman competition. <laughs> so I think that uh, you've got to give some credit to the organization uh, for being fan-friendly. Yep, and, you know, when, one thing that, that's been interesting is now trying to merge the previous passing system, which was obviously very successful for Matthew and, and his targets, with a new running game approach. And Jeff Davidson, you know, from what I understand, these two have worked pretty seamlessly right now. You know, for those who, who don't really value the offensive line coach or really understand, it's one of the <laughs> highest profile position coaches in the league because yeah. they are generally, you know, put in to obviously handle the running game. And there have been some deficiencies on this end, whether it's talent, scheme, et cetera, the past couple of years, it really doesn't matter now point is they put themselves in position to get better with LeGarrette Blount, on Johnson coming in, continue to address the offensive line. Frank Ragnow right from the get-go. Matt Patricia has praised his football intelligence, said that when they first got him, they wanted to see how far he could go as far as deciphering a playbook and, and how, how quickly could he grasp these concepts that he really excelled. So they knew right away they had someone who could plug and play type starter, and he's the best fit right now at left guard. And Tyrell Crosby, someone I think, you know, when, when you talk to his peers, I think it was uh, it was Taylor Decker who talked about his feet 
and just said, the guy can dance. You know what I mean? He's that talented. So I think not only is this line going to be rough and tumble, but you got some really nice young players coming up, hopefully through the pipeline, to you know be there as backups, et cetera. You mentioned Taylor Decker. Uh, you know, Here's a player that they drafted in the first round three years ago in Bob Quinn's first draft and, and missed until mid-November last year. Boy, he looks good. It looks like they've had a great success in the off-season conditioning program among these big linemen, Lang, Decker, uh, Wagner, they all look very good. Yeah, they've invested so much in this offensive line in recent years. Frank Ragnow, Taylor Decker, even bringing in TJ Lang and Rick Wagner. There, there's so much investment happening on that offensive line. And then this offseason, you bring in Carrion Johnson and LeGarrette Blunt, like you mentioned, a new offensive line coach. So they're, they're putting all these pieces in place. Do you think that that can translate to success in the run game this year? Have they done enough? Yeah, I think they have. I mean, Gil, you know, especially LeGarrette Blunt. You know, he, he. If anyone thought he'd be complacent after winning a Super Bowl, doesn't know Legarrette Blunt. <laughs> and he's. And what I love about Legarrette, and Gil and I have known him through the years. Gil knows him a little better than I do. But you know, he's someone who cares about his legacy. And as he's gotten older, put a lot of the stuff in, in his back in the past. And when Legarrette Blunt finishes playing, we're not going to talk about you know someone who had a, a huge college incident or someone who slacked at times early on in his career or the problems in Pittsburgh. We're going to talk about a guy who helped two teams win Super Bowl titles. And was it was a real you know joy for those teams and someone who played his best football later on in his career and and I think there's you know listen I think he's willing to share some information about that about how you know you could tell Carry on listen with your weight watch it you know don't get too high and low because that was one of his big problems recovering he's told Gil and I that but I think that this combination it's a deep room as well and there's going to be a talented player too on this running back group that's going to be playing elsewhere in 2018 that's going to be on the yeah. field but ain't going to be in Detroit because of the numbers that they've assembled here. Yeah, definitely. Gil, since you know LeGarrette Blunt, you, you've uh, talked to him through the years. What can you tell us about uh, who LeGarrette Blunt is and the kind of player the Lions got well, signing him? Well, I hope him? that uh, he's the first man in history to win three consecutive Super Bowls. <laughs> With three different teams, With yes. three different teams. I'm sure the Lions fans would love that as well. And, and LeGarrette Blunt uh, came out of high school with great expectations, uh, had a few problems in his career at Oregon, uh, but the guy moves the chains, and, and that's what they needed. You know, I think last year it was uh, first and one on the one-yard line, and they couldn't score. It's not going to ever be first and one on the one-yard line with LeGarrett Blunt in the game and not scoring seven points. Well, I think that is music to Lions fans' ears because that is really what they want to see out of this team is a successful run game uh, this year since it has been such a struggle in recent years. So we've talked a lot about this offense. Let's kind of flip over to the defensive side, especially because this is what <coughs> Matt Patricia does. He is a defensive coach, and uh, this is kind of his his strength is the way that he designs these defenses uh, for the offense that they're facing that week. What do you think we can expect from these Matt Patricia defenses this year? Uh, the unexpected, right? <laughs> the unexpected. <laughs> I like that. If, if you look at last year, uh, one game uh, against uh, one team, they played a 4-3. One game, they played the next game was a 3-4. Uh, they made a great hire in Matt Patricia, uh, is what they did. Matt's a guy that played the game at the college level, coached at the college level, and worked under... Uh, Bill Belichick for seven or eight years as a coordinator. Uh, he's, he's a smart guy that's also a very hard worker. You know, a lot of times we have smart guys, but they're not hard workers or hard workers that are not smart. 
uh, he fits in the same category as Belichick. You know, one thing that really helps Matt, and he admitted it, and it's pretty obvious, is having Bob Quinn here already, knowing the types of players that he's going to want to run the type of defense that he has. You know, you'd sign uh, Devon Kennard, you sign Christian Jones. These guys have multiple skill sets. They're, you know, they know what they're looking for as a Patriot-style linebacker, someone who could excel doing, you know, a lot of different things. And, and, of course, having those veteran guys in the room to help bring Jared Davis along is a great thing for them. I still think that this defensive front will look very different in 2019. I'm not anticipating Ziggy Ansah being back. You never say never, but when you look at how much an outside pass rusher may be valued in this type of defense, teams now are trying to get pressure up the middle. They're trying to find those guys that can penetrate, really cause problems, you know, when matched, you know, against a guard and get into those A gaps and B gaps. So I think that the, this line will gradually morph into something that's different. I'm mm -hmm. curious about the secondary battles as well. You know, Quandre Diggs, Tavon Wilson, who knows the system. That, that's yeah. an interesting battle right there. And then who's going to emerge opposite Darius Slate? Because you know the teams are going to be, be trying to avoid Darius as much as you can. And I think that they also have the luxury, too, of having a great player like, like Lover Quinn in. And he's, you know, he's their Devin McCourty, right? I mean, he's, he's so good. He has such a great sense of, of where the football is going to be. His turnovers, I believe it's 19 over the past three seasons. He's been great uh, for this team. What a yeah. great free agent signing. So there, there's pieces to work with here. You know, I just think, though, it's going to be a little different, you know, it, going from game plan to game plan, week to week situationally. I think that's going to take a little time. And it's also something that can be worked on during the preseason. I would imagine these next two preseason games, that'll be one of the big focuses. Yeah, you talk about how this line will kind of evolve as Matt Patricia puts his fingerprint uh, on this team. Do you think that they have enough pieces in place to be able to get the pressure and, and to be able to stop the run like they need to on defense? I mean, this, this secondary is uh, well regarded as one of the strongest position groups. It's uh, one of their deepest groups uh, concerning those position battles that are going on there. But what about the front seven? Can they stop the run and rush the passer this well, year? Well, I think that's the big question. Uh, you know, uh, this team uh, averaged third highest in history, 25 points a game last year and then won nine games. Uh, and I think that uh, what happens is uh, uh, against Atlanta or Minnesota, I forget who made the big play uh, at the end of the game. Uh, but I, I, I think this is an entirely different organization. Uh, and, and I think that number one, uh, Quinn will do everything possible uh, to find a player if there's one out there that he thinks can help this team coming off the waiver wire or through a trade. I think Detroit is very, very fortunate to have someone like Rob Wood, who was not a football man, but is the president. And I think Mrs. Ford is so great. You know, every time you talk to Quinn and Patricia, all they talk about is Mrs. Ford, what she's done. Uh, mm -hmm. at, you know, she's, uh, for all intent and purposes, uh, 40 years of age, how enthusiastic she is about yeah. doing all this. And you know what? They're all for the city of Detroit. They, they think the city of Detroit is, is wonderful. What a great attitude to have. Yep. But, and, and from an X and O standpoint, I agree wholeheartedly with what Gil said. You know, we both love Ashawn Robinson. And someone who really should have been drafted a little bit earlier than where he was was, mm -hmm. a, was a great bargain for the Lions. Sylvester Williams, talk about those one-year type players. You know, he, he's the guy that you're counting on to help stuff to run. I mean, you're talking more than 600 pounds of guys right there. Yeah. It's pretty fierce. And, and, of course, Ricky Dream Francois signed as a free agent. You know what you get in him. I, I'm hoping Kerry Hyder can make that recovery from that torn Achilles. Oh, yeah. He's really coming on as a pass rusher. You know, Anthony Zettel is steady. You know, I, I'm not sure what the upside is with, with Anthony, but he's a guy that you love to have. 
on your team. And listen, there's no greater motivation for Ziggy Ansah than knowing that you got a bite of the free agent apple coming up in 2019. Sure. You know, the one thing we can't predict injuries. And you know, and we say that for every player, but for Ziggy, you just he's never really just seems like been physically at his best because he's just been so banged up. And we're just, you know, now that he's off PUP, and I know that's being a little bit cautionary as far as his, you know, you know, putting him back on the field, et cetera. But hopefully for them, he's back to being that double-digit sack guy and let the chips fall where they may back in 2019 in the offseason. Sure. One last question for you guys before we let you go. You were able to see some of those joint practices this week uh, with the Giants. We did it the week before in Oakland with the Raiders. Uh, what did you think of just getting, uh, getting to be out there for some of those joint practices? Well, you know, back in the early 60s, the Dallas Cowboys and the Los Angeles Rams started all this. <laughs> and, and they were kind of laughed at, you know, how silly can you get uh, scrimmaging against uh, teams you're going to play later in the year. Uh, I, I think that what you get out of it is the wide receivers see different types of coverages. Uh, the offensive linemen see different types of pass rush. The defensive linemen see different types of attempt to block you. Uh, so instead of beating on yourself, you have to be, be able to beat on somebody else for two weeks. And, and you know, uh, when you go to the expense of doing it, because going to Oakland uh, three days early, uh, the Giants coming here, uh, and uh, what you have to do to get them to come here. Uh, but I think it's great for the football people. But yesterday, as an example, be a season ticket holder, and I'm sure they'll have this uh, type of scrimmage is going on next year, and you'll not be a part of it. You know, look, a couple things about it. Darius Slay and Odell Beckham Jr. Oh, yeah. When you get to practice against Odell <laughs> Beckham Jr., you're going to get better. You know, some good news. Graham Glasgow back out on the practice field, uh, you know, on this Wednesday. He had rolled up his ankle on, on Tuesday, so it's good to see him back out there participating. You know, I think one of the things, too, you can try some different techniques with players, and we talk about hand placement. You know, we were just talking with Tave and Brian and, and uh, the first-round pick of the Jaguars on our Sirius XM tour, and Gil had mentioned to him how he had been playing high. He had a tendency to pop out of his stance and, and get stood upright, and then it was easier to block him. And he talked to us about the different technique he's been trying to use to, to keep himself low. Those are that's just great because after a while you see the same things, you know, over and over, and, and you you know how to react to them. So I think that's what a really helpful thing. And I do have to give credit and, and you know to Matt Patricia for the way that they're running these practices is that. You talk to the other coach, you don't want it to get stupid. And we've seen stupid around the NFL with some of these inner sure. squad practices. You know, you got the Jets and Redskins players scrapping on the field. I mean, what is that? That That's not, unless these guys all agreed, let's then practice early and get out of here by destroying <laughs> it, right? And, and, you know, because there's no other, you know what I'm saying? There's, you want to get good work and, and you just don't want to cross that line where it becomes stupid. And I just think the discipline that, that Matt's trying to put in and, and credit to Pat Shermer as well, the Giants, I think that's been really helpful as well for this this entire group of sessions and look they get a lot out of it they get a different bird's eye view the coaches do when they go against other players because you may say well you know a one-on-one -on -one matchup and we have a player on the team who's struggling because maybe the other player opposite him is better well suddenly maybe that other player is just really good who's stymieing the other guy in practice then you put him out there against guys from another team sure. and you're able to get a better assessment as to whether okay this guy is actually worthy of making the 53 worthy of the practice squad or they're just simply not Gonna, not Detroit Lions material. Awesome. And I love that we got that uh, history lesson on the joint practices. That is great Gil, as Gil well. Gil has been there, done that. And by the <laughs> way, for more of our, our SiriusXM tour, you can listen to the show on our SiriusXM app. It'll be airing. It'll be up on demand uh, You know, a little bit later on. So you can check it out, SiriusXM.com forward slash APP 
type in Lions for all our SiriusXM listeners out there. Please do it. If you're not a subscriber, join the 33 million and growing. We'd love to have you on the show. I am sure if they are listening to this podcast, they would be highly interested in listening to your show uh, and the interviews that you got to do and, and all of your analysis from uh, these practices here. So thank you guys so much for spending some of your time in Allen Park on our podcast. We loved having you. Hey, we have, thank you for having us. We loved it. Become a Lions season ticket member today and gain access to the most favorable seating locations at Ford Field, exclusive member events, discounts on Lions merchandise, and personalized account service. Secure your seats today. Call 313-262-2222 or visit DetroitLions.com for more information. I'm sitting out here at Lions Camp Practice and I am joined by a special guest. There's several Tigers out here at practice today and Shane Green, pitcher for the Tigers, is uh, joining me on the podcast today. Shane, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Well, it's good to have you. I mean, I feel like you are uh, kind of the perfect guy to join us for this because as soon as I got here, I hear Shane Green has his own podcast, so I feel like you're the right podcast guest here. Well, first of all, it's not my own. (laughs) I share it with uh, Nick Castellanos. Um, We started it. Uh, the beginning of the season, and you know, we've only done five episodes or so, but um, it's been fun so far. Well, tell me a little bit about what your podcast is about. So basically, me and Nick were sitting at a lunch table in spring training, uh, and we were approached by a media member uh, that worked for the Tigers at the time, and he brought up the idea of starting our own podcast to get the fans to understand who we are and what, what we're about and kind of get us off that pedestal uh, that fans put us on, and we liked the idea. Um, both of us had never even heard a podcast before, uh, so we were like, let's just let's give it a shot. So basically, we set it all up. Uh, we got the approval by, by the Tigers and everybody else, and obviously, they help us do everything. Um, we, we're actually going to record one today, an episode today, but um, we just want to take ourselves off the pedestal. We've had a couple people on uh, to talk about you know their journey on how they got to where they are. Uh, not just players, but we've had an athletic trainer on too. So um, just kind of paint that picture for fans and everybody else to understand that, you know, we're all humans too. And uh, we all have our own issues uh, off the field and and our own families off the field. And, um, you know, just kind of bring everybody together, especially in this city. Uh, The people that live in the city of Detroit, they love their sports. So um, to kind of get them involved was, was a big thing for us. Yeah, I love that. Um, and that's kind of what we try to do on our podcast, too, yeah. get people to know who the, these athletes are off the field. Um, and you're kind of spending some time off the field today. You guys had a game last night. You had a game tonight. Game but you're spending some time out at Lions Camp. What made you want to come out here? Football's. I, I wish I would have played football. I never put on pads my whole life. So All right. uh, I admire these guys. These are like the these are our gladiators. You know, they go out there and they put their pretty much put their lives on the line for their teammates every Sunday. So um, just to come out and, and see how they go about their business was something I wanted to do. Yeah, and that, that's cool. I love the mutual respect between Detroit sports athletes. Absolutely. It's always fun to see Lions players going to Tigers games and Tigers players coming out and supporting something like this. And it's cool to have all four teams downtown now. Absolutely. Uh, hopefully one of us can bring home a championship to the city and, and we can all party together. <laughs> exactly. Do you happen to know any of the Lions players um, out here? I've met I've met Golden Tate once. Okay. Um, but other than that, that's he's the only one I've ever met. 
So Golden played baseball. Yep. So you guys have uh, kind of that connection. Yep. Uh, I know he's been out to Tigers games before and took BP out there at the mm -hmm. uh, Tigers yeah, game, we gotta so that's get some, fun. We got to get some boys back out there. You do. They, see what they got. You do. It's a little bit busy time of year for them <laughs> yeah, right now. Yeah, I would say so. <laughs> But it's cool that you guys are making time during your busy time of year to come out here as well. And you get to see one of these joint practices, which is pretty fun. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I didn't realize that they come in for the full week and they practice against each other all week and then scrimmage. I, didn't, I thought it was just like a one and done kind of deal since it wasn't the season. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, it is very cool. Who are you keeping an eye on out here? Well, as you're from where practice? we're sitting, it's tough to see. Uh, <laughs> but when we get done here, I'll probably wander around and, and go check the guys out. Well, we wish you guys the best of luck as you finish up your season, and Appreciate it's fun it. to have you out here uh, enjoying Lions Camp with us. Thanks for having me, and everybody go check out podcast. It's called 619. Um, it's on iTunes and MLB.com, I believe. I'm going to listen to it now, too. So thank you, Shane, for doing a little crossover oh, yeah. podcast with us. I'm going to listen to your podcast now. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Of course. The Detroit Lions are encouraging fans to arrive early this season for their extended power hour. For the first hour after gates open, fans will enjoy concession specials such as $2 sodas, $2 hot dogs, $3 beers, $3 well drinks, and $5 specialty cocktails at several locations throughout the stadium. All right, guys, that wraps up this episode of the One Pridecast. But, of course, before we let you go, we've got to get to our trivia question, which we usually do in theme with that day's episode. So, for today, speaking of the Tigers, here's your trivia question. Which current Lions player is cousins with a former Tigers player? Tweet your answer to at Lions, and you could win an autographed prize. Thanks, guys, so much for listening. We will catch you next week. But until then, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast.